This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Built by Bama online podcast presents Daybreak for Wednesday, July the 1st, 2020. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you. Three mornings per week here on the podcast, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Crazy, right? The first day of July, and what a defining month it might prove to be in advance of a college football season that right now still involves a lot of uncertainty in terms of whether or not we'll get off to the scheduled start for the 2020 campaign. How many games will we be able to get in potentially? Perhaps we'll have the full slate come off as expected, as planned. 12 regular season games, an SEC championship game, the college football playoff. Obviously, that's the hope of everyone involved. But again, the next four weeks, by the end of the month, as we get into late July, early August, as you heard from Alabama Athletics Director Greg Byrne over the weekend, We're going to get a very defined understanding of at least the start. What kind of start are we looking at for the 2020 college football season? Sort of in conjunction with that, I took a little Tuesday evening drive around the University of Alabama campus, a little post-dinner drive on a beautiful night, beautiful late afternoon and evening in Titletown, and interesting to see the progress being made at Bryant-Denny Stadium on the west side of the stadium. You're starting to see the glass work installed over there, that concourse level that is going to be in the club section there on the west side of Bryant-Denny. Also, the tunnel entrance into the north end zone for the players on game days are going to take on a much more uh, defined look here in the coming days for sure. Already doing that there on the north end of the stadium. A lot of detouring around the campus right now. A ton of road work being performed in greater Tuscaloosa. The tires on some of the vehicles in our household can attest to that. I've spent more than a couple of hours at our preferred tire store getting some tires repaired with all the upheaval with the road work in Tuscaloosa, but made my way around, sort of reconnected on Bryant Drive, went by the Malmore Athletic Facility also on Tuesday evening, and checked out the new Sports Science Center, of course, right there built into the Malmore Athletic Facility, and I got to tell you, from the exterior anyway, looks like pretty much all of that work is complete was actually a little bit surprised to see some of the fencing and some of that stuff that had been the perimeter of the construction site there adjacent to the Malmore Athletic Facility. Uh, Look like it's all been removed. Some finishing touches being done there to the exterior of the new home of David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray. Now, as we get into a couple of other topics at hand for today's edition of Daybreak, obviously another big day potentially for the Alabama football recruiting effort where the 2021 cycle is concerned. Dallas Turner, the four-star outside linebacker from South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, St. Thomas Aquinas High School, set to make his announcement at high noon central today 
at CBS Sports HQ. That's where you're going to be able to take that in. Dallas Turner will decide between the likes of Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, Florida. Pretty much the finalists you would expect for an elite prospect like Dallas Turner. Now, if you keep up with things with us there at BamaOnline.com, you know that site publisher Tim Watts and recruiting analyst Hank South have put in their crystal ball picks for the Alabama Crimson Tide where Dallas Turner is concerned. In fact, the confidence level for both Tim and Hank in making those predictions for Alabama being the school of choice for Dallas Turner sit at 8 out of 10, so some high confidence involved in those picks as well. But on the heels of the commitment of Devontae Smith, the four-star cornerback, on Monday to Alabama, we will learn a lot more about Dallas Turner midday today. You're going to want to keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. We're going to have extensive coverage of Dallas Turner's announcement right there on the website. And if it comes to fruition that Dallas Turner does pledge to the Crimson Tide, you start thinking about the future of the outside linebacker position on the heels of a 2020 class that certainly did not lack in terms of edge defenders, Drew Sanders, Will Anderson, Chris Braswell, Q Robinson, a wealth of talent at the outside linebacker position in the 2020 crop and just going to continue with more of that perhaps if it does come to be that Dallas Turner ends up in this 2021 group for the Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, coming up next on the podcast, we are going to do our best to piece together a two-deep defensive depth chart for the 2020 Alabama Crimson Tide in the midst of a pandemic, no less. We will look to make that happen with the expectation that returning players, that veteran players will benefit in terms of job competitions where the injection of some new talent and some really, really promising young talent across the board for this Alabama defense is concerned. You can do a little bit of connecting of dots. You have a defensive line that returns a lot of game experience from the 2019 season. Dylan Moses, Josh McMillan back at the linebacker positions. Got some things to sort out there at outside linebacker. And then you get into the secondary, and there's some guys, sort of crossroads seasons for some of these veterans in the secondary. Guys like Jalen Armour Davis, guys like Daniel Wright. When you look at the star position, perhaps safety. You start to consider the big picture for the Alabama defense, some intriguing possibilities for the Alabama defense in 2020, no doubt about it, between the returning players and then the youthful stars who will be looking to make a big impact right away as well. We'll do that when Daybreak returns on a Wednesday morning. All right, so let's get into piecing together a two-deep for the Alabama Crimson Tide on the defensive side of the ball for the 2020 season, at least as we look ahead to the start of the upcoming campaign. And what we're going to do is we're going to take you through the base defense, we're going to take you through the nickel, we're going to take you through the dime. Even within each of those individual packages, there might be a variety of personnel options from which to choose. And as we talked about with Charlie Potter on Monday's edition of Daybreak, reviewing the comments from Nick Saban 
over the weekend on the Summer Update radio program featuring Nick Saban. Hard to factor in some of the younger players, some of the newcomers when we talk about a defensive two deep, but we're still going to plug and play with a couple of guys as we look ahead to the season opener against Southern California. You also have to consider we're in an era of football where you talk about a two deep and some people still relate a second teamer to sort of a non-factor. But when you really consider the different packages that teams have to employ now on the defensive side of the ball, you're looking at really essentially a two deep of players who have an opportunity on a weekly basis to make an impact. So when you look up front, you talk about a defensive line, you're really thinking about, well, a minimum of six guys on a weekly basis that are going to be in that rotation. You look at inside linebacker, really four guys could play roles on a week-to-week basis. Outside linebacker between base, between pass rush opportunities, and especially for a group at Alabama looking to replace so much production out on the edge, yeah, it's easy to envision Alabama playing at least four outside linebackers on a fairly regular basis. And then in the secondary, when you look at base, you look at nickel, you look at dimes, certainly you're talking about at least six defensive backs that you're going to be expected to employ week to week. You add it all up, and there you are, right at 20, 22 players, week in, week out, that you have to have ready to go. And so let's start with the base defense. It's become a bit of a dinosaur, almost extinct with so many spread offenses in today's game. Essentially, you see Alabama mostly in its nickel package with five defensive backs on the field these days, even a lot more of the dime package with six DBs. But it does still start with the base look because there are still offenses, Alabama's included, that will come out in some two tight end sets, some 12 personnel as it's known, one back, two tight ends, perhaps even some 21 personnel with two backs and a tight end. And when you see that, you're going to see Alabama in its base defense with four defensive backs on the field. Now, USC with Graham Harrell and his air raid roots at the offensive coordinator position, probably a good chance that Alabama will be in its nickel defense to open that game on September the 5th. But again, we'll start with the base defense. And with the expectation that that rotation will consist of six or so players, And when I outline those guys up front for the Alabama defensive line in 2020, I'm thinking about D.J. Dale. I'm thinking about LeBron Ray. I'm thinking about Christian Barmore. I'm thinking about Byron Young, Justin Aboigbe, and then Fedarian Mathis. And I equate that to a base three-man front. Well, LeBron Ray is the expectation at one end. D.J. Dale, the expectation at the nose tackle position. And there's certainly been a lot of buzz this offseason about the expectations for Christian Barmore going into his third year in the program. Now, in the base, I could see that being the case with Barmore at an end opposite LeBron Ray. But it wouldn't surprise me either if a guy like Byron Young in the base package is perhaps one of those ends against USC to open the game. Again, so many options from which to choose at those defensive line spots. Not as much in the way these days of true nose tackle types just don't have as much of a need for those guys. More along the lines of what you've seen from Deron Payne and Quinnen Williams at the position in recent years. That's what DJ Dale needs to become more of in 2020. 
starting with a healthy campaign. That would help, no doubt about it, for the second year defensive tackle. But you do have some guys that can swing between end and nose tackle. A Fedarian Mathis can be one of those guys in your six-man rotation that can do that. Christian Barmore can move and play over the football if needed. Stefan Wynn is a program veteran at this point who could factor into that mix as well. Moving to the linebacker level in the base defense, I'm going to go with Dylan Moses and the expectation that he's good to go coming off that knee injury from last August. Certainly, he is the guy most are going to look to there in the middle of the Alabama defense for the 2020 season. Weak side linebacker, that's where it gets a little interesting because Josh McMillan also back for a sixth year coming off a knee injury of his own, and you like the experience he has in the program. But in terms of game experience... He's actually outnumbered by a good bit right now by Christian Harris after being thrown into the fire like he was a year ago as a true freshman. Christian Harris would be my pick today to open up alongside Dylan Moses at the inside linebacker positions in the base defense. You also have Shane Lee when you talk about experience from a year ago and you compare the numbers of Shane Lee to, say, Mac Wilson in 2018. You might be surprised to learn that Shane Lee, statistically anyway, a good bit more productive as a starter in 2019 than Mac Wilson was in his final season with the Crimson Tide. So depth, very much a friend now of Alabama at inside linebacker. You can go to Ali Cahoe. You can go to Jalen Moody. You can look at a couple of promising newcomers that are going to join that mix now in Jackson Bratton and Demoy Kennedy. But if I'm going to go with a top three or four right now on the first day of July, I'm going with Moses, Harris, Lee, and McMillan. Meanwhile, at the outside linebacker positions in a base look, I would think Christopher Allen would certainly be one of those two guys. Stout, sturdy, edge setter with the expectation in the base being that you're likely to see something in the form of the run on early downs. I like Chris Allen at one of those spots. Right now, I would lean more to King Wakuda at the other outside linebacker position, probably more along the lines of the jack. Pretty much interchangeable, though, between strong side linebacker and the jack. So Allen and Wakuda could certainly work together in a pairing in a base defensive look. Now, I know you're probably already asking, where are all these newcomers at the outside linebacker position? I'm going to get to some packages, some looks a little bit later as we move throughout these options that Alabama has for its different alignments. That's when you'll see, I think, more of those guys start to show up. So in the secondary, in a base four-man look, right now I would go with Patrick Sertan, the second, at one corner, Josh Job at another corner, Jordan Battle, certainly at one of those safety positions after seeing extensive playing time in the dime package a year ago, even making some starts a year ago as a true freshman at safety. Then it gets interesting for that other safety spot. Is it all about the veteran presence of Daniel Wright? Again, Given the comments here recently by Nick Saban, guys like Daniel Wright should benefit the most 
from the newcomers not having the opportunity to go through a spring drills, to really go through a full summer and offseason of work in the program. Daniel Wright would seem to be a prime candidate to work alongside Jordan Battle in the base, but I wouldn't discount DeMarco Ellums and all that either. The second year safety, we saw mostly at the money position in the dime package a year ago, but he has that ability to play the safety spot. Other things that we're going to keep an eye on as we move into preseason practices, could there be some experimentation with one of those corners? You've got a wealth of talent now in terms of numbers at corner. You've got some guys that physically fit that bill that we've seen in the past, skill set to go along with that to perhaps make the move on a temporary basis, at least get a look at safety. That's a possibility to consider. And again, sort of like outside linebacker, will probably get more into these newcomers at safety with Brian Branch, Christian Story, and Malachi Moore as we get into, say, the dime package, similar to Jordan Battle a year ago. As Alabama moves into its nickel package, a couple of different scenarios you have to consider with the nickel. There is a nickel package with five defensive backs when you get a three wide receiver look from an opposing offense that you go with when it's second and say eight or nine with the expectation that that offense is going to throw the football in all likelihood. So you're trying to get more pass rush involved in those situations. And then there's the nickel you play when it's say second and four, second and five, and it's kind of a 50-50 that you might still get a run play out of a spread formation and you go with a little bit bigger personnel, sort of a big nickel. In other words, in a big nickel package, you're more likely to leave DJ Dale on the field in that look than you are to, say, take him out in favor of another edge pass rusher, another interior pass rusher in general. So let's say it's second and four. The three-man front that I would envision in that nickel package, DJ Dale, LeBron Ray, Christian Barmore, and again, the possibility that even there you want to go with a guy like a Byron Young, maybe a Justin Aboigby in that type of situation, but I think Dale, Ray, and Barmore would certainly make a lot of sense on second and four with your nickel package on the field. With the threat of the run still in mind in that type of situation, I think Christopher Allen would make a lot of sense as your lone outside linebacker on the field. Again, has more of that run edge-setting ability than some of the other guys that we've seen to this point. And then your two inside linebackers, I think you still stick with Dylan Moses and Christian Harris together in the nickel. As for the secondary, going with five defensive backs, obviously you're going to have an addition to that mix. Sertan and Job, two of your corners in that look. Battle and right, perhaps. It's Ellums that you go with with Jordan Battle there in the nickel at the safety position. As for that star position and how that shakes out with the nickel on the field, I'm going to go with Marcus Banks coming on at corner and Patrick Sertan the second sliding inside to star with Job at the other corner, similar to what we saw with, say, Anthony Averett back in 2016. That's the comparison I make with Marcus Banks right now as much as anyone else we've seen at the position in the past. Anthony Averett came on at corner that season. Minka Fitzpatrick moved inside to star, and that's how you sort of rolled. Now, when you get into nickel situations that involve second and long, I think what we just talked about 
remains in play from a personnel perspective, the back end of the defense, even the inside linebacker positions there with Moses and Harris. Up front's where it could change a little bit. As I talked about just a moment ago, in obvious passing situations with the nickel on the field, you probably see DJ Dale come off and another one of those ends come on, whether it's Byron Young, Justin Aboigby, and then perhaps if Christopher Allen isn't your top pass rushing option in the nickel, you replace him with King Wakuda or maybe one of these freshmen. Maybe it's where Will Anderson gets his feet wet. Maybe Drew Sanders is a part of that. Chris Braswell, you've got so many of these freshmen from which to choose. But again, going from second and four nickel to second and nine nickel is going to be all about upping the pass rush. And so personnel will be dictated both on the interior and also on the edge given down and distance. And finally, for the dime package, when Alabama goes with six defensive backs on the field, the two linemen that make the most sense in a dime rabbits look, based on what we've seen in the last year or two, Christian Barmore, LeBrian Ray out there together. Then you look at the linebacker levels, Keem Wakuda as a dime rabbits option at outside linebacker. Then you consider again maybe one or more of those true freshmen in that look. Perhaps Dylan Moses stays on the field in the dime, but not at the MAC position. Perhaps Dylan Moses kicks outside to give you some pass rush. We did see a little bit last season of Christian Harris at the MAC position in the dime. Certainly Shane Lee has extensive experience at that spot from a year ago. So you will have some flexibility with Dylan Moses, assuming he has fully returned to the dynamic capabilities that we saw from him pre-injury you could certainly use Moses as more of a pass rusher when you get into the dime package in third and long as for your secondary you're going to add yet another defensive back in your dime package going from the nickel to the dime from five to six and so while a reasonable expectation would be again to stick with say a trio involving Patrick Sertan the second Josh Job. Marcus Banks, maybe Ronald Williams, the junior college transfer is in that mix as well. Where you're most likely to take on additional personnel is from the safety position. Jordan Battle stays on the field in an every down role, obviously at safety. We've seen DeMarco Ellums play that money position in the dime a year ago. And then the bigger question might become, Who plays that deep safety position perhaps to go along with Jordan Battle? Is it Daniel Wright? Or is it for a second year in a row where a true freshman makes a very early impact a la Jordan Battle from 2019? Perhaps it's Brian Branch. Perhaps it's Christian Story. Perhaps it's Malachi Moore. That's where things will get very interesting on the back end of the Alabama defense when it goes to its dime package. So there you go. There's an attempt anyway at piecing together an Alabama defensive too deep for the start of the 2020 season, albeit in the midst of a pandemic without the benefit of spring practice. We gave it a shot anyway. That's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Daybreak right here on the Built by Bama online podcast. 
Travis Ryer, thanking you once again for joining us here on Daybreak. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, Built by Bama Online Podcast. Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. And certainly keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. There has been just a flow of recruiting news in recent days for us there at BOL. And you're going to want to keep it locked throughout the day and throughout the remainder of the week as we continue to keep you up to speed on everything Alabama Crimson Tide. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody.